hello, hello, and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And I begin today's episode with the brats in bed. So where's my martini? It was hot today. It was hot yesterday. It might be hot tomorrow. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Today's episode is sponsored by by Summon Flowers. They might appreciate it. Mm, Yes, they would. They would. They absolutely would. If you feel you've been a dickhead to one of your parents... Flowers. Mania mum. Flowers. Whenever in doubt, flowers will work for any occasion. Be they an orchid or a rose or... Actually not a tulip in that situation. (laughs) I had a note that says something like, I just wanted you to see something bright and colourful every time you entered the house. Yes. And people love that shit. Yellow. Go with yellow. Yellow. Ooh, I love a yellow. Because pink can be a bit tacky. Pink can sometimes look like you spray painted it. It, it certainly can. And blue is just not natural, so don't do that. But yellow. Yellow is a good color. That's why blue was used for royalty, because it was the hardest color to find in nature. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well, that went somewhere. And then, I... um, <laughs> have we covered everything? Let's go home. Yep. I, I think I think we are done. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and that's a wrap. That is what? a wrap on Bitches with Beards. We've just discussed flowers <laughs> thank you very much so how's your week been we are recording a little bit later we, again yeah we are recording a little bit later because life happened um <laughs> it's been a good week for the most part it's been a very interesting week um priest and i had a date night a very uh, nice very um pivotal crucial pivotal crucial what we're doing when we use uh milestone date milestone night. Date night. oh what now what's the milestone uh the milestone was i cooked oh I, you know, went out to the store and I uh, ended up purchasing everything to make a lovely watermelon feta cucumber salad. I then made a lovely orzo Greek salad and then roasted two fillets of salmon. And literally, I can say he ate it right up. Yes. Well, you need to send me that recipe. We've oh, I will. <laughs> yes. And it's so simple. It's five minutes and it's all done. I made an orzo feta as well, but I substituted the orzo for mac and the feta for cheese. Ah, there uh, you go. But no. That, no, you did describe it. It sounded delicious. Oh, it is. And it's so simple. It is so simple. All you do is like... Boil the orzo, obviously, and then you add marinated artichoke hearts, some olives, some feta, some cucumbers, and then a little bit of lemon juice, fresh squeezed on top of it. That's all you do. Yeah. All we, you do. No, I could do that. Because yeah. we do our... I do the... Um, what's the lime one? The lime one? Oh. Um, ceviche. Ceviche. But I do yeah. that as veg. I do that like with just pure vegetables. Yeah, yeah. And I do like the, the peppers, um, red onion, mm-hmm. and just... Literally carrot for anything in, and just don't put avocado in anything. Avocado is great, but add it during, not because it kills it. Within you, 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 yeah. Individually, add the avocado in whenever you're serving it. Yeah, uh, but that one's good as well. And that lasts about a week as oh, well. Yeah, you could spoon it in. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah. we enjoyed it. Yes, did very much so, and it was very much of a summer dish. Um, and then I also had my favorite thing on earth, as you can tell from the R in my voice, ass. No, I had a public meeting this week. Uh, oh, I hate public meetings with passion. I hate fucking public, and I don't even go to them. I'm, I'm, I have two people in my life that are both negatively affected by public meetings. Um, there's an episode of Parks and Rec where Leslie Nope's like, "Oh, they're just caring very loudly," and that's how I have to remind myself every time in these public meetings. Like, whenever 
words like white privilege and government racism and uh, you're not taking any of our thoughts into consideration. I'm like, we've literally had five meetings with you. Like, Stop I don't know reading from my job description. Right. I, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, you, you can't say anything because no one's going to be happy. Like, so it, it was a great Thursday, which is why we didn't record on Thursday because I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I cannot. We got caught on, because we meant to record Friday. Friday. We yeah. got caught twice this week. We kind of forgot a couple of people. <laughs> and usually I'm a diary person. And we uh-huh. forgot we were seeing the lovely um, Sam and Kaylin. And they messaged uh-huh. and like, oh, because we messaged them the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kaylin is a dog. I adore her, but she has a very handsome husband. Mm. Like, he is. If she's listening, like, your husband is fucking handsome. <laughs> he's very easy to spend time with. Well, we know and he's annoyingly feels. he does this weird thing where usually guys that look like him open their mouths and you're like oh my god shut up you're like, actually no you're very charming <laughs> keep talking please keep talking yeah we saw saw them because I did uh, something, oh, a bit, something else I came a bit later and uh-huh. then uh, we then on Friday we've forgotten about um, so again I'll be up later we saw Alex and Sarah but we uh-huh. forgot it was Alex had got some uh, some some comedy tickets and I buzzed you and went I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> And then I couldn't do Saturday, and then we were going to do Saturday. Right. And, and then... The car happened. Because we're going through car trouble, we are, oh, and right. it's not good. So I said to... Like, and I wanted to see... I was doing, I'm working on a project, and I said, like, Daniel, do you mind if I kind of get this project out the way? Because I knew that me and you would sit and then have a drink and have a good time. Right. Like, I don't want to cut us short and then that. Right. And I said, let's do another time. And then, can we do Sunday? And then I, like, met, then we had... We got some resolution of the car, but... I wanted to talk to my parents, uh, not in that sense of "Oh my God, where's mummy and daddy?" But my parents are really like really As good. A sounding board, they're, they're really good. Board. They're really good yeah. counsel, and, and yeah. the husbands really come loved loved to reflect off them. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh shit, we have to talk to mum and dad," and they can only do after midday because in England it's five o'clock. Right. And so I bust Daniel on again. I'm sorry to do this for the third time, but can we move from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m.? And you just went, we, weren't we doing it anyway? I went, yeah, who said 11? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of these, like, I've had a very good weekend. Like, I've been reading, I've been cleaning, I've been doing etc. And, like, you're like, I need to move it to 1 p.m. And I was just like, okay. Like, I've, I thought we were always doing it at 1 p.m. Like, it's... I have not. I did a bit of reading this week. I got, I'm getting, I, this, this book is, I'm, I, the finish line is inside. yeah. How how was the end of your week? I, sorry, I'll, oh, I'll, uh, no, could, no, no, yeah. it, it was actually rather good. I read my September See, book, like which we'll talk about in culture, but did that, did laundry, did podcasting, did some deep cleaning. Like it's very refreshing, like very therapeutic. Yeah, like I, I love doing that. So, anyways, uh, yeah, the end of the week was good because it was off yesterday. It was just so damn hot. Like, it's been hot, hasn't it? It's just it was just so hot, and everyone's and like storm. Oh, the storms have just been horrible. Like just wide out conditions with like wind blowing branches and trees and parts of roofs off the buildings like it was ugh. so I know this is not we're not we're not asking for victimhood here no. but like the DC summer has been either ridiculous heat like dog needs to be walked really early because mm-hmm. it's too hot for their poi paws sorry I said because deaf dog has poi paws but then this storm will come through yeah. that you cannot for an hour, wherever you are, you bunker down and you hope you have wine. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just, the sky goes dark and you're like, okay, I'm in this location for the next hour. Like, had we been recording, like, on Friday night, I would have been like, Max, we were going to have to delay for an hour because, like, there was, like, 
Dark Cloud's coming. Wasn't it Friday? Yeah, well, there was one, yeah. but we were in yeah. the comedy Friday, so yeah. we missed it, and we came out, and it yeah. was still that. Yeah. Uh, but no, yesterday's Saturday's yesterday still. Yesterday was horrible. It was 18 mile wind, and then in Hubs went, oh, I left the umbrella up, and I <laughs> and I was having, I've, I've been not, I'm, I don't say that I'm not in a good mental place, but I've been having a lot going on recently. Right. Everything's happening all at once, um, yes. and not in a, in a in a fun way. And you've been dealing with it with Grace. Grace, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cry. I, I cry into a pillow over a glass of wine, and everyone and 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 Hub's message a group chat and was like, "Oh, I left a umbrella up upstairs," and someone went, "Oh, it'd be funny if it." I said, "It will not be funny. It will not be funny. We are barely getting out of this situation. I do not need a lawsuit." <laughs> I, I may have made a Mary Poppins joke and very quickly retracted yeah, yeah. it. And I felt really bad. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> well, I came in apologizing yesterday evening. I'm like, I'm so sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to make the joke. <laughs> it was just there. <laughs> yeah. uh, usually I would. And I'm like, God, even I'm not making jokes this time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, my week was kind of quiet on that. No, we, well, that's yeah. good. Well, well, I'm glad you had a quiet week. We, well, we did. What did we do Wednesday? Oh, no, a lot of it is, is kind of dis- distributed. I... Was meant to do softball Tuesday. There was no films for me to watch at the cinema. Oh, yeah, because because we, we did Bar- we Barbenheims and yeah, uh, we're going to try and see Haunted Mansion next week. The Hubs would like to see it. I have zero intention of seeing. I love the director because he did um, uh, Dear White People. So here's the thing: I didn't like the first Haunted Mansion. I've not seen it, so I'm like, I have no intention of seeing this one. I like Jamie Lee Curtis though, and I love Rosario Dawson. Oh, fair the cast is good. Fair I'm, I'm willing to hear they go for the cast. And apparently, it's got yeah, reviews, but I, also yeah. it's a kids horror film, so it's not going to be uh, right. Yeah, it's my speed of horror. But no, we had a. I, I think I read Tuesday. I yeah, it was a weird week, and and then we kind of got hit later on with a couple of bits, which was lovely. And we we, we I'm never going to turn around and be angry that people want to hang out, but. Yeah, we had a couple of like, ooh, shit, forgot about that. And then it was like, ooh, go And Wednesday, yeah, we, we were out for other reasons which we come into, which were good reasons. Mm-hmm. But no, Monday, Tuesday, I kept quiet. I think I cooked. And then work's been good. Like work, work is, we're, we're, we're trying to transition me at the moment. And me and Daniel have a very opposite, well, not opposite attitude, but Daniel was very overwhelmed a lot of your work. And yes. Not overwhelmed, <laughs> no, you handle it well. But you get bombarded a lot, yes. is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I like to be told, I, I obviously there's stuff I can do, I'm, I'm a videographer, so I do a lot of like, I'm a sit down and experiment sort of days, mm-hmm. which I really do like doing, but yeah. I'm also excited at the moment that we're, we're moving into like gala season. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a big gala at work. And I'm starting to feel now where I'm getting some tangible tangible ways and results of measuring it because I will, I, I just need to feel like I'm not just, right. hey, finding work for myself. I'm like, I'm 38. I need to feel like I'm integral. Whereas I have enough work to do. I'm just like, I need people to work for me. It's like, oh, that's where I'm at. But no, it's been, it's been, it's been good. But no, we are, I think, going into... An interesting August. I, I feel both of us going to have a very interesting August. I know. I'm going to have to do so much overtime in the month of August that I'm literally taking the entire week of Thanksgiving off, and that's not even a joke. Like, but you know this already. I'm trying <laughs> not to get excited for Detective Gold season, but it really is my element. Oh, it is. And also the parents will be here for, for um, Halloween. Yay! But... Will the Hubs and I still be going dressed as uh, Roy Kent and Jamie Tart? Absolutely. Absolutely we'll be. Because if those that don't know what me or my husband look like, I have Jamie Tart's. I could do Jamie Tart's. I do not have Jamie Tart's hair, but I could do Jamie Tart's right, hair. Right, right. And if he 
shape. You know, he looks, and he's, he'd have to shave the beard a little bit, shape it. I don't usually talk about my husband a lot on here because we, we keep it separate, but I am going to do a little shout out because occasionally he does listen. Daniel, we're not going to tell him I've said this. No, no, no. We'll just see if he, he listens. Say, yes. But he did this week. He has, since the new year, lost 30 pounds. Congratulations. He, he looks great anyway. He's always looked sexy. But he, I'm really proud of the amount of work he's put in. And again, we're not going to tell him we've done this. So no one who knows him, tell him I've made this message. I'm going to see if he actually listens. The ultimate marriage <laughs> test. The ultimate marriage test. test. But, but no, he's lost a lot of weight. So... Yeah, we're we're very excited for like and uh, food, clean living, a little bit less alcohol in a week, a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Um, we do movement. a lot of movement. Like, yeah. He's gone to the gym every day, every weekday. So very proud. But talking about Goldstein, uh, that was probably my big news of the week. Was I never told anyone? Not because I was like, uh, but I just did not want to have no. more competition for the tickets. No. Wednesday morning, we found out we did need a new transmission. Mm-hmm. I've been tickets yeah. went on sale for Brett Goldstein's. A comedy show and I nearly went do I buy these tickets and I went Max you are treating yourself to these tickets you, you've earned a treat for people that probably do mm-hmm. this do know I absolutely am in love with Brett Goldstein he, he, he's next town for mine oh and I can attest that Max is head over heels yeah. for that man something about him he I think him and the hubs look I have a type dark dark um <laughs> So I'm going to see him live. So I'm very pleased that. So I'm going to say this. I I'm very proud that you know you're going to do this and treating yourself to this. How does the writer strike factor into this? Like he can't refer to or promote any work, but he could go and do stand up. Okay, yeah. got it. That that was my question. Yeah, no, he's like not- as soon as you said that you got the tickets on Wednesday, I was like. But how does this work? And I'm also saying, and I know we... Because I'm learning a lot. We're trying not to kind of repeat last week's episode, but last week's episode was so full of culture, I'm sorry it's going to be overspill. Um, I don't want to speak for Daniel, but I I feel that we both continue to support the actors and writers' strike. Oh, absolutely. Uh, We would love to be compensated for what we do here. We'd love to be considered writers. (laughs) people do need to be, so they do have my and, and your support yes, so absolutely. I'm going to end this section by saying keep supporting them mm-hmm. it's going to be tough rediscover some old movies rediscover some old TV yes but if there is someone that you really really do love watch their old stuff again they get money for that not a lot but they get money money for it so if you want to support people watch their stuff maybe donate like their socials follow them you know see if they have a podcast listen to it like help promote them and make them feel loved and never forget this is being led by the nanny that's right boom friend to save us all We have a theme coming up a bit later. We've got a surprise topic, which you know about. Yes, I do know about this topic. But I had so, to think for a moment. <laughs> but we are still going to chat Barbie this time. Oh, yes. So, as we're wandering around Ina's garden... Yes. What have you picked for us to libate on? Well, Ina said, think pink. And so we're having a lovely, lovely rosé cava right cava. now. Cheers. Mm, cheers. No, it's nice. It's delicious. It's not too... Rosé can be very sweet. Yes. It's very light. So, obviously, pink for Barbie. Yes. And, again, we're going to say the word rosé. Rosé. And we're going to let you leave you guessing for the surprise topic that's going to um, end our episode. Oh, never mind. I don't know what the topic's going to be immediately, <laughs> I think. 
thing. Well, not yeah. your surprise. You know what I'm going to talk to you about. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. but Rose. Rose. That's enough talking about ourselves. I never talk about myself. No, never at all. But what's going on in the gayberhood and the gayber world? <laughs> well, we discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I'm glad we waited for alcohol because I need to go to recovery. Oh, well, AA has open arms for you. Well, let's start with someone queer adjacent, Sinead O'Connor. Yes. yes. Uh, again, we don't like to bring things down. No. Unless it's a head and as a crotch. But it was sad. I was I, I'm, sad. I'm presuming suicide. I would too because didn't she attempt it in the past two yeah. years? So if anyone's going through suicidal thoughts, please reach out to friends. If you are a friend, please reach out to someone and please, 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 please do not suffer depression or mental health in silence. Remember, nine eight eight is the number in the United States to call. Which what's the number in the it's UK? Just, uh, we have Samaritans. Call the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. I when I volunteered for the LGBT switchboard, mm-hmm. I would um, help put people through to Samaritans a lot of the time, and I, I cannot. Angels, all of them angels. If you don't believe it, you don't have religion, call the Samaritans, you'll believe in angels. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. But no, very sad. Sinead O'Connor was never, I would say, distinctly queer. Uh, they did have, I, as far as I'm aware, there was no, but they, 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 they kind of flew the queer flag. Yes, I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, actually, that, yes. Yeah. Uh, Reflecting. Nothing, yes. nothing compares to you was sung oh. by, uh, it's a Prince song, because it was written by Prince. Yes, I was Which people forget that, and, and she... But sung, she made it her own. And she sung it with this shaved hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good other song she later on called um, Take Me to Church, which I will play for you afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it never really made any waves, but it was a really well done song. She was a very, very outspoken, amazing political woman, um, Irish, which means there's so much politics in their blood. Yes, and passion, fire. Famously banned from what TV show? SNL. For? Uh, calling out the Pope. She ripped up a photo of him at okay. the end of her performance and Lorne Michaels said no more. And Lorne Michaels is, I, 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 whether or not they'll mention, I mean, I see it's writer's strike, I think it's going to be, yeah. I think they're probably relieved on that one. Yeah, I think they're waiting for, you know. But complete outspoken, complete, complete trailblazer, firebrand. Yeah. You're going to be sorely missed in this world, Sinead O'Connor. I hope you found peace. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my other news is <laughs> slightly stupid, but I really had to bring this up okay. because I, I because if you want to talk about queer outsiders, let's discuss aliens. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's more outside and queer than so, aliens? So, Major David Grush, a retired Army intelligence officer, claimed at Congress, like actually in Congress, it's nuts watching oh, it. Filmed, yes. Filmed there. The not only is the government uh, reverse engineering recovered alien spacecraft, but biologics, i.e., uh, extraterrestrial life forms were found at the site and recovered. He unfortunately has no first-hand evidence. No, it's all second-hand. So how does that make you feel? Well, you know, I'm going to say this. I've always thought it was very vain for us to think that we were the only ones in the universe. That's like... I've never had a question. And actually, yeah. if if you are curious, uh, there's a podcast I adore. I know they, I become buddies with um, the What Keeps You What Keeps Me Up at Night podcast. Mm-hmm. If sky blue and red uh, type that in you'll find them they're really fantastic and they discuss a lot of the they, they one episode they discussed that whole reported transmission from the moon landing where they went mm. to the medical transmission they went 
yeah they're watching we can see them it looks amazing mm. and that creeped me up for shit but this whole bit mm. I, I do believe in extraterrestrial life forms yeah. I'm sorry that we are not the only species that intelligent species that has evolved I mean I think that's arrogant to think that we're the only ones Though if one, that earth is the only planet that has any form of life like you know if one day that it turns out the devil does exist and created that idea just to make us not believe in God might my, my tip my hat to her <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but and I do. There is stuff coming up. There's been recordings. There was that navy recording, and they're watching the little dots go. Like the, the, the oh, and yeah. there, as I say, there's several videos that came out recently. Yeah, yeah. So we do like two years. We yeah. do believe in something. Yeah. But when there's no first-hand fucking evidence, right? As a historian, this drives me crazy. When it's like, but were you actually there? Did you lay eyes to it? We are taught at GCSEs. If you know one, people listening in in America. Um, America. America. We we do SATs, but we don't do we do our SATs early. So we do our Jamie certificate of secondary education. When we do history, we are told the difference between primary and secondary sources. Yes. <laughs> mm. But anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. I don't know. It was a bit camp. Let's be honest. It was. A oh, bit camp. it was a bit camp. Like the reactions of like, well, if the aliens are six foot two, send them my way, and I'm like. Lord, can the gays just not be thirsty for once? Is all I'm asking. Yeah, I think I, think, I thought we learned our lesson when people were first trapping over the um, the Marga person of the horns. Oh my god! The, was it the Q and on the shaman? Yeah, yeah. say the shaman. <laughs> Let's stop. Yeah. My final bit of news is they are on Paramount Plus going to release the full 60 minute edits of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. Full 60 minute or so. Or 60 minutes without adverts ah. so they would be what would be 90 minutes which were they shown on MTV mm. but yeah so they're the 90 they're, they're what is officially referred to as the 90 minute cut but they will be just 60 minutes because ah. that's what it would be without adverts got it everyone's like yay I'm excited let's face it Snatch Game was done very early earlier than usual so they had a higher number of cast yeah with which that. means you have less airtime per character trouble is if we don't watch they'll be like well no one wants these whole 90 minute cuts and if we do watch they'll be like well it works if we do it two separate ways so let's keep doing 60 let's do like the 40 minute cut uh, on MTV and then double the content so we're getting screwed over is what you're saying we can yeah. never cake and eat it too damn it I think though that the real ha- friends real house husbands real fake people of WeHo <laughs> I d- how do you really feel <laughs> I mean, James of Hawaii was good to look at, but the fact that his husband, who actually, Jonathan Bennett, if you do want to be on this podcast, we really would love you. But when you say they wanted me, but I gave them him, I'm like, honey, darling, did you check your edit? Um, but no. But uh, are you blaming it on the edit? I'm glad they're ball. releasing it because there was a lot of outfits that were removed from that edit. So yes. I'm going to watch it because I want to support the designers that work so hard mm-hmm. on, on Drag Race. So you're saying that's what we're doing on Friday nights coming up? Friday, Saturday, Sundays, male yeah. dog, male, female, cat, dog, or whale. It doesn't matter. There we go. There we go. Well, I guess it's time for me to bring up my news. And on to next subject, no chance. Yes, so absolutely. So we're going to be talking about the kiss that is rocking Asia right now. So apparently Matt Healy of 1975, who was linked to Taylor Swift earlier this summer, but they have since broken up, he is a fling. Uh, decided to do a same-sex kiss during the middle of the Good Vibes Festival in Malaysia. Now, three guesses as to why this is an issue that he did a same-sex kiss in Malaysia. Well, there's... I know two issues. Also, I'm going to be honest. Hands up time. 
Hands up. I had to Google the 1975 because I'm old. <laughs> I was born after 1975. So I did. So I know the issue. Uh huh. Did you know I lived in Malaysia for a bit? Yes, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, when I was a baby. But no, uh, no, I do know that there is, I mean, is it illegal? Yes, so it's illegal. illegal. So if you have any displays of same-sex affection in public, it's punishable by 20 years in prison. Uh, Government officials at Malaysia did not do that, but they cancelled the entire festival within 20 minutes of the kiss happening. So funny story, uh-huh. that law does not apply to anyone in a relationship over seven years because there's no... There's no... There's no... I joking. There's no affection. I heard about this. Uh-huh. I've also heard there was backlash actually from LGBT advocates in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So do you want to... No, so I mean, that's my question to you. If you're a guest performer in a country that is anti-LGBTQ and you decide to break the law, like... Are you actually helping or hurting the cause? Uh, there's a white savior complex. There. Yes. Mm-hmm. I. In case you didn't hear, I went. Heavy side. <laughs> it is tough because I know that there are a lot of people in these countries that do need to see this representation. And, mm-hmm. and let's face it, we're going to discuss Barbie again in a couple of minutes because mm-hmm. that there's a lot of representation in that, and it's a crucial. Don't take someone else's fight into your hands because right. also that's acting like these people are these people. Sorry, that's appalling. Thing to say. It's acting like Malaysians are not active. As someone who works for an organisation that actually directly handles LGBT rights in an Asian in in, in it all globally, mm-hmm. there are powerfully active, passionate individuals fighting, fighting, fighting day in day out. If they're not visible it's because it's hard for them to be visible but let them do their job give them some money put if you want to support them don't go out and do a same sex kiss and then get a a, a festival cancelled and and probably ongoing cancelled donate your fee to their cause they know what they're doing they just maybe needed some they know how to work the system but no one's going to ever argue about some cash injection no absolutely not like I, I agree completely. Um, he has been known for doing same-sex kisses. Is he gay? No, this is the thing. No, it's performative then. Yes, that that was the other point I had. Is It seems very performative, very performative. I'm trying not to talk over Daniel this episode, but it's really hard. It seems like we're such on, a, on such the same wavelength that... No, no, yeah. this is why I was bringing up this topic. Like, yeah. I knew you would have opinions about it. So, yeah. No, I, 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 I do think that you need to support, but you need... People aren't stupid. I think you have to pick the way that you support, as you've alluded to, and that was not the way to support Malaysia. But so that's where I'm falling. If on there's this one. no, there's no audience now because they've cancelled this festival. Right, like literally, like I think it was a three day festival and they were night one, and I'm like, great. Oh, great. That's other people no longer getting a stage. Right. Which did they lose their fees? Like, did they? You know, like it's just one thing after another. But, like, you know, you know, they get paid minimal for some of these festivals. They yeah. go there because you go to like, oh, that so and so stage is busy. Let's go to the next stage. Oh, this band were great. I'm just down. I did their single. Right. Done. And I have no clue like how the setup of this festival is, but like I could imagine it's something but like that. A lot of it's exposure. So yeah, yeah it's in 1975. 
your heart's in the right place, but let's start thinking of our brains a little bit more. Yeah. And let's also reach out to maybe if you think you're going to go into someone else's space, let's maybe reach out and have a conversation with people to understand it. And let's not presume that essentially people aren't being active. They're just being active in a way that you may not recognize. Right. Absolutely. And buy flowers. Yeah. Buy, <laughs> buy flowers. You owe a lot of flowers, 1975. You don't send me flowers anymore. There we go. Uh, my next bit of news, I have a confession. I realized, didn't realize that I had a Google alert set for the last podcast I hosted. Yes. And so I was still getting notifications and got some news this week. <laughs> so here we go. Um, so it's going to be a little bit darker. So Herbert Baumeister, who is a purported serial killer who killed himself in 1996 in Indiana because he would target gay men and boys. Yes, I said that correctly. Uh, who owned a house known as known as Fox Hollow and is potentially the uh, I-75 Strangler. Um, they were doing investigations on the property again and they had already found 11 bodies in 1997 on the property and they have found two more DNA profiles of previously unknown individuals. So there are more bodies. More bodies. There, there are more bodies. There are bodies in the floor. Yes, absolutely. So uh, if you're a murderino, uh, you might want to look into this because it's now active because they're like, if there's two more, are we possibly looking at even more bodies than what we thought before? We think his uh, body count is up to about 35 right now. Yum. Yes. Delicious. Mm. Delicious. And um, I think it's time for a Padam Padam update. Yes. So, Padam 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 is still Padam Padam Bintaming around at this moment. Well, it's the summer of Australian women. Well, it is very much the summer of Australian women. So, we have Margot Robbie, we have Kylie Minogue. We have the World Cup in Australia, the World. female World Cup in Australia. Have you been watching this question? Yes, I will oh, bring okay. up next. Yeah, I'll talk about it. We're going to have a, discuss, a little chat about that in our, our culture. Okay. But let's Padam Padam what's gone. So, competition is coming, finally. Like, but competition is coming for Miss Minogue. So we have Troy Sivan, who recently released the single Rush. Rush. Uh, which is very interesting. Uh, there's been some talk about body inclusivity, uh, or lack thereof. Eh, not for me to say. Not my really my song. There's also Dua Lipe with Dance the Night from the Barbie soundtrack. Oh, yes, that is going that way. That is making the rounds with that one. I will say I am very much supporting that one. Uh, we have one Miss Britney Spears, who has released Mind Your Business. I have not heard it, but I heard it's a shit show. It's not that good. Yeah, I heard that people are actually angry at Will, Will I Am. Yeah, it, it's one of these, and I'm like, honey. They're like, what did you do? Yeah. Elton yeah. John put a lot of work in, and you kind of unraveling it. Uh, absolutely. And then we have the fact that one Miss Carly Rae Jepsen released an album yesterday and has two entries into this. Um, I would say Stadium Love and the song Come Over are both vying for the summer box. I'm probably going to do like a chicken salad for the hubs tonight. I uh-huh. think it sounds like a good like album to have in the background cooking. Yes. Carly Rae Jepsen's cooking. She's got, she's, she's cooking energy. Yes. So absolutely. So here's the thing. Her title of the album is The Loveliest Time. It's the sequel album to The Loneliest Time, which was released last year with Rufus Wainwright, which I love that Oh, one. I need to listen to that, because I love Rufus Wainwright. Well, I've not heard this one. What, what I, I don't know. Oh, we weren't doing a podcast then. That explains it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I also have a quick news update. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, after all the talk about flowers, uh, Miley Cyrus messaged me and said, I can buy myself flowers. Well, there we go. I think that ends the news. Yeah. <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm so stupid. You're a crazy bitch. I'm crazy bitch.
Daniel, what has been this week in gay culture for you? What have you been up to? Well, I mean, this week has been a week, as we've said. So my food of the week, my quick little rundown, food of the week was cucumbers. I used it everywhere I could. Like, Do you ever, yes. when you are left with a cucumber, you, you do your recipes and you left with a little bit, do you ever uh, just put it in some water and let it set for the night? Yes, I do sometimes do that, or I just put it in a gin and tonic and yeah. then I go garnish. But I started to have the water. That is really, if, cucumber water is cucumber wonderful. water, and it really is. It's, it sounds douchey, but it's annoyingly refreshing. So here's the thing: I would say if you put the cucumber in there, also squeeze some fresh lemon or do a lemon slice yeah. in there. Like then that's perfection. Or lime is actually really yeah. good with it. Uh, my drink of the week has been Greyhounds, which is grapefruit juice and gin. Like what more do you need? My so, my songs of the week have been a bit of a throwback. For songs that I thought should have been... My favorite sex move. Right. (laughs) Throwback. Throwback. Legs higher. Anyways. Songs that I thought should have been on the Barbie soundtrack. Yes. Both of them by one Miss Mama Cass Elliot. Make your own kind of music and different. So, make your own kind of music is... Because we listen to the Spotify playlist, Mm -hmm. which is the official one and they right. include stuff but they have not included Make Your Own Kind of Music on it which is very weird very weird it was used in the trailer but honestly it's a great song that would fit with a narrative completely and like I said different which is an even more niche song I don't song. know that one I'll play it after but I'm a huge Mama Cass you know yeah, yes. I love a bit of Mama Cass I know you love Mama Cass I love her hand sandwiches well actually <laughs> well she did too <laughs> one could say she did too so my soundtracks for the week were Legally Blonde because it's pink like why not why and uh, again we, it's going to get there in five years everyone's going to be talking about this musical yeah Legally Blonde and then On the 20th Century was the other one I don't know that one Kristen Chenoweth was in the most recent revival of it nice yep love Becky Chen she also helped get us to the uh, topic of the week yes <laughs> uh, she literally we are, we are dripping in this one uh, she literally did uh, my television of the week uh, was In the Steps of Killers which is a British television show with Amelia Fox. Very of the good. famous Fox Dynasty family. They are a dynasty family. Yes. Great show. Uh, my book of the week was my September book. Yes, I said that right. I read my September book this week, which was Capability Brown and the English Landscape Garden. Well, fuck you, because I'm still reading my July book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What is your culture of the week? Television this week is that we are funny watching Loot on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. It's Maya Rudolph. Apple series is basically... It's, it's just really funny. I love Maya Rudolph. Right. She's just so casual. But it also it features Michaela J. Rodriguez and Joaquin Booster. I I know there needs to be more trans visibility, but I also do love the fact that Michaela J is just absolutely uh, a fantastic performer. And we've just finished episode nine, and there still be no reference to the fact that they're trans. And I'm kind of liking that. I just just really, they are them. They are them. Uh, so whether or not it might come up, I don't know. I actually do not know if they play a trans character, and I'm I'm really liking it. Jolkin Boost is really funny in it I, I, I love him yep. uh, for sports uh, we did actually catch the uh, Women's World Cup oh good, good. so uh, for those that are not aware in terms of soccer uh, four years ago the American team won the World Cup right uh, sorry no not American team the USA team won yep. the World Cup mm-hmm. uh, then two years ago the Lionesses uh, so in England our Animal is a lion. I know it's so colonial. Just don't hate me. <laughs> the lionesses won the Euros. 
So this year it's all eyes on the World Cup, which is why them doing it in Australia, New Zealand is annoying because every game, oh. especially in the US, is at like two in the morning. Oh, and it was funny. Because, I didn't think of that. Yeah, so they're losing all momentum. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's been a killer, and I, I I'm not I'm not against it being places. Please 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 please, please, please don't hate me, but oh my god. So Wednesday, I already missed a couple of games, and then Wednesday. Buzzed the hubby and was like, are we going out tonight to watch uh, US versus mm-hmm. uh, Netherlands? And he was like, well, we could put the screen up upstairs. I said, I'm just going to let you know that this is the only game that we have got at 9pm that we can watch in a bar. Right. <laughs> and he went, uh, I said, and we're trying to save a bit of cash at the moment, but because DC's, but, but still, this but is still. quite expensive yeah. and, 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 and we're like, we're going through car shit. And I said, he goes, do you want to save some cash? And I went, I'm honestly I, I want to go out I want you to because yeah. I said and I looked into the next schedule and I'm like no this is the last game we're going to watch in a bar <laughs> this and, is it and so we did and we watched it and we a friend joined us and it was really sweet so that was it but please 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 try and support the teams uh, both UK and uh, sorry Great Britain uh, Great Britain Northern Ireland and the US it just they're brilliant were you out across the pond no, we went oh. over to Whitlow's. Oh, oh, Whitlow's we've been living over. We've been living over there for a while, actually. But no, they had the screen- your second address right now. Yeah, they they they, they had the screens up. Uh, we got oh, some beers, nice. and it was nice. Right. Uh, for podcasts, I just wanted to give a shout out at the moment. Uh, Marv at Pods Like Us organised a round table for mm. artificial intelligence and, and its involvement in podcasting. Unfortunately, Daniel was not able to join because he was in the middle of a meeting. I was in that public meeting where there was. A lot of artificial, but no intelligence. Uh, uh, That's but, very accurate, actually. <laughs> but I do want to shout out uh, Daily Dad Joke, The Jacked Up Review, Therapy Bites, and The Tech Mobility Show, who joined in this podcast, including my dog. Uh, mm. We had a really good conversation. I brought up Carrie Fisher and Zordon from Power Rangers, more than you'd expect. Uh, Trust me, it's probably not more than any of us expected. <laughs> and finally, uh, we went out on Friday for uh, British Alex's birthday to oh, see yes. uh, Shane Smith, who is a comedian from like the Utari area. He is redneck, 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 but he is hot, hot, hot. Maybe you have two types. Two types. But he, he's a lot of his comedy is based on he had a really rough upbringing and how he's got through it. But we had a really good night. I just was laughing my ass off the whole way through it. There's a story right. about a woman punching a dog. I don't agree if animal cruelty, but he just he's he delivered. It was really good. And most importantly, Alex and his lovely wife Sarah had a really good time. Good. And I got to go to the DC Comedy Loft for the first time because I couldn't do it last time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So go support local comedy, is what I'm saying. absolutely, yes. Go out and enjoy. Support your members. That may have been a culture for us, but what was the culture for the rest of the world? Well, we checked the feeds, we test the moods, and answered the question, what is gay culture? And then we ignored all that, and just basically went, what do we want to talk about? I was going to say, we threw the baby out with a bathtub this week, and we're like, no, that's cute, but no. We did not want to be a Barbie cop podcast, but we walked out of Barbie at 6.30 last Saturday. Yes. And the the first thing I said to you was, I don't have enough time to... To process, get, to process yes. a lot of this. Yeah, because you were literally like, I think we need to go to brunch tomorrow. We need to think about it 
Friday or Monday and do these other things I and then joke. record. And I was just like, no, we have to put something out. Yeah. We have to record I'm tomorrow. Joking. I was no, I was I was like that would be that if I had an ideal week, it would have been like we were recording right. Friday and released a Wednesday before. You right. know, that would be it. But I know I had like sheer panic on my face, like no, no, no. no. We needed to talk about it. But and this is not saying that we're overblowing it, but no. if you have not seen it, you see it because it's such it, it's it's lame. And you have to see it in theaters, like that is the thing. And wear pink. This yes. is really important, and that's going to come in this conversation. Is you why have to wear pink. And can I just say something? You know what is so brilliant about the Barbie movie? Like I'm going to get in my soapbox for a moment. Is like the premise that they did for selling this was that you know this is a film if you love Barbie, this is a film yeah. if you hate Barbie. And the thing is, for that to work and be true, which this film was, Barbie had to transcend to being an idea about Barbie and femininity. Yes. And this is why the film is so powerful. Like this is my this is my truth that I'm speaking right now. It is so pa- powerful well, so, for that so reason. That, that brings me onto the section of Barbie, 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 not yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes, Daniel. Yes, a week has passed. Yes, how um, are you feeling? What stuck with you? Oh, the mic drop of the last line. Okay, so uh, what has stuck with me? Again, America Ferrera's monologue has yeah. stuck with me. Like I have read so many articles about it. Meryl Streep was apparently impressed with the delivery so much so. Mm, I'm feeling they're going to be talking. Yes, anyways. But I recently read an article about the last line, and Greta said, you know, there has to be multiple meanings with everything in this film. Yeah. She said, so it's on face value, the line that is hilarious, but it's also something that she said she wanted to have that role model as a girl having to do that. And it's always filled with dread, something that we'll never experience. But she wanted it to be a positive thing, which is why Barbie goes in there with a smile saying, I'm here for, yeah, you know. We're not going to speak. It's no. really hard because we, 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 we last week, uh, and if you do actually want to hear our review of Barbie, I've listened to our last episode, but also check out Ice Screen, You Screen for, for Movies, where mm-hmm. we did a review. We have done some spoilers if you don't want spoilers yet for Barbie we're presuming that most people at this point would have watched it yeah but we are not going to spoil the last line yeah I do worry we're dancing around it I do worry that we are because people know the last line is going to be big now they're going to be like the fuck but we are but it makes sense that is the one thing we cannot spoil so if you do not want if you do not want to talk about Barbie jump ahead 10 minutes or something yeah but that's it but no the last line yeah, continue. Was iconic, and you know, reading the article, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Why it was the last yeah. line? It's perfect. It encapsulates it. You know, Barbie's in a different mindset at that point, but also she's still being Barbie and being a role model for the rest of the world yeah. by saying it in that manner. So it's just like, "Oh, Greta, that's brilliant!" Like it's layered. Like I love a layered, and I'm like, "Yes, it's the onions." Yes, the layers. Like, I love it. I need it. So on that, we've talked a lot about the soundtrack, which I do believe is cleverly designed to appeal to twinks, uh, every song being two minutes long. Uh, I think it's designed for two minutes for their attention span, yeah. but also for some reason the non-twinks, aka us, are liking it too, so... What's stuck in your head? What's going around your head? What's your little earworm? Uh, my earworm is uh, Closer to Fine. Yeah. That is probably my earworm right now. Yeah. I turn it up and I crank it and like I want to cry and want to hurt whenever I listen to that one. Also, Dua Lipe, like I said, I think it's in the running for sound of the summer. Like you know, 
so Dance Tonight. Like, it's a good disco song like she's known for. Like, it's in her repertoire. Now, I did not realise. Uh-huh. I thought that... Some, so sometimes what happens is, like, uh, the when you listen to the Titanic soundtrack and Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, mm-hmm. there, there is cues throughout the film as to My Heart Will Go... Like, they use right. it. And that's because James Horner helped write My Heart Will Go On. Yeah. Um, you know when every time you see the metallic executives they, you hear the strings from Julia yeah. Lipa yeah that was because they were so impressed with the song they later they, they went back and reincorporated mm-hmm. the themes of that song into the film not like hey this is what we're working with yeah but that being said they also layer Charlie XCX's song yeah. throughout too so it's like those two songs are really the defining momentum throughout the film yeah but I do think like Dua Lipa is, is more of an earworm for me. Yes, like that's one that I'm just like I could turn this on whenever and like we're cleaning in the kitchen, yeah. we're you know doing whatever. Like less so much Charlie X. Yes, like I like her, but you know. Anyway, so the question then is for you. Yes, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you some questions. I, I you said you were gonna question me, and we're ready. Yeah, Oscars. Which one? Oh, so I'm gonna say it's more than one. Yeah, I'm gonna say for sure. Set costume, without a doubt. And I said, actually, I'm going to stop quickly there. Oscars uh, for song. Really, song. Okay. Oh, Billie Eilish. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Ashley. Yes. When you think about it. Yeah, Ashley. Yep. I'm going to say song. Billie Eilish. That song's beautiful. Hands down. Well, we were both crying. In yeah. The film during that. Yeah, I I can actually see best Oscar for that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get on to Oscars. Yeah, don't worry, they they're coming. Yeah, don't. Yeah, no. no but, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, but no. I think, but I would kill to see Ryan Gosling live perform "I Am Ken" at the Oscars. I mean, yes, but I don't want that to be the nomination. Nomination, so, but I think you know, Billie but, Eilish. If you the song is, I I never listened to it before. I heard she'd done a ballad. I was like, oh, you know, Billie Eilish in a ballad. It's quintessential Billie Eilish. When it comes in, it's one of her best songs ever. Oh, absolutely! It's like, better than the Bond theme. I was about to say it's better than the Bond, Bond theme, theme, which we were talking about Bond last night. But yeah, yeah, like no. So I think I think Billie Eilish will. I think should get an Oscar for that, and I think actually the and point, it's rightfully deserved. I would say. I don't. Uh, this is really gonna probably get me cancelled Lady Gaga just this, a just couple this. of years ago did the song for the film about uh, rape in college um, it happened to me I don't know this and song. Diane Warren wrote it as well I don't and, know this song yeah and I think that there's an essence of a message song and I think that this song is it I think this song could get an Oscar nomination it's so beautifully written it's so perfect for Billie Eilish. I've, I I have a lot of respect for. I just don't always kind of like their music. And I kind of wish I don't know. It's so grungy and they look like it smells slightly. I don't know, that sounds horrible. Well, Phineas is divine. And but, yeah, but I do have so much respect for her and Phineas as a, a songwriting duo. And yeah. I think that this song really is really what it's it for them. And when you see it with a scene, and oh, the scene it was is perfect. perfect like there are I'm going to say this listeners there are a few scenes in film that I find perfect yeah this was it because the sound just the interaction of the characters the lighting the costumes everything and I was just I think I was moved to a point that like again we were both crying like moved and again if you haven't seen the film like skip two, two minutes and you want to be surprised but the actual footage they used was submitted by the crew was it? Yeah, it's real footage of this their is, fam. This is why I love Yeah, it's real, it's real fam. <laughs> like, she was like, no. They looked at doing some stuff and they said, submit. 
it's it's so emotional and it's so true. So yeah, I think that's the Oscar one. Um, I, you know, yeah, yeah. After that discussion, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the bar- so next question is the Barbie car dressing up has gone beyond the opening weekend. Which let's face it, oh, it's still going going on. on. Like we, like, I can attest that they're still lining up at the landmark. Yeah, we we in bars yesterday and there was a lot of pink. Yeah. Um, why do you think this is? And is it? Do you think maybe because of dress code simple, or just everyone just wants to be engaged in this film? Well, I think it goes back to the fact of something that we discussed last episode. I think we discussed it last episode, or we discussed it on the other podcast. At this point, is that Barbie is such a touchstone, a cultural touchstone. It's approachable. Everyone to some degree has interacted with Barbie whether they owned it they had a sister that owned it they had a friend that owned it like yeah. you know it is such a thing that it's like oh and it's so iconic the use of pink it's like yes I'm a part of this like I don't want to say it's part of the cult but it's part of the movement of Barbie yeah. like so it's so easy to just dress up in pink like you know yeah so Jimmy though having seen these people in pink what's been what have you heard from people um, it's typically been good things. It's typically been people who I've been talking to who have been doing the double feature like we did. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends in New York City, Gracie, literally said, oh my God, I saw the film. She saw it on Wednesday and she's like, you didn't warn me for how good this was going yeah. to be. And that I was going to cry an ugly cry. And I said, no, I told you you were going to cry. She said, I was ugly crying and I'm like well that's your problem you know I we were not ugly crying I'm like that is your problem if you did that she's like it hit harder than I thought it was going to which is sort of inconsistent with what people have been saying yeah. you nice. know like it's it's touching which we I don't think we've been touched in a while now, since COVID, I you know. saw uh, here the spoiler alert uh-huh. and that, that's the only other film but this yeah. one was that so let's talk about a little bit what's next for Barbie well the film's legacy mm-hmm. I'm thinking what's that and, and also what are you feeling for award season so award season like I said best set best costume definitely best song based on that conversation yeah. I could see you know best supporting actor Ryan Gosling maybe even though I'm more of a Robert Downey Jr. with Oppenheimer for that one I'm glad you brought up mum today we had a chat with my mum uh, uh, me and Hubs and my parents and my mum went we we're talking quickly about Oppenheimer, and my mum went, "Oh my god, Robert Downey Jr." And she loves him. She's yes. she's not like an she's not like oh I I I never seen a Marvel film, you know. Right. She was like, "But what a slime ball!" Like the the, the the part, but she's like, "No, there's a best supporting there for him." I mean, but, he like I was saying to you last night, he is delicious in that role, and I use that for like yeah. Angel Lansbury and Maturia candidate, like delicious. But so, Gosling, I think, could yeah. get a the Jack Sparrow sort of that yeah. comedy awards. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if Margot Robbie is best actress though, and See, I don't, and I hate that. But like, but we we said yeah. last night that though there's no films contending at the moment. Oh yes, and that being said though, we still have so many more films. Like there is the Killers of the Flower Moon that's coming out, which I'm very. What's that one? Oh, it's about murder in Osage, Oklahoma. Let's go and see it together. Yes, but that being said, I think we're early yet. For award season, yeah. but I think we need to have this on the radar and revisit it in December, maybe. Yeah. Yep. So uh, then, do, so the other thing I want to ask you, uh-huh. and because is, do you think there'll be a sequel? Do you think that's even possible? I don't know that there needs to be one. Yeah. That this is where I'm going to say this. 
I think there is a complete story. I don't know that you need to exploit it for anything else. I think there's a lot of lightning in a bottle of this one. Yes. But I'm going to throw a spanner in the work, and it's your spanner. Okay. You mentioned it was like a holiday Barbie. Now, why do you think that uh, was? Because, uh, so my vibe So was, I have been on that rant. My vibe I, yeah. was a little bit that they didn't want to make it a holiday film. I get it. Yeah. But totally do you it. think that there's a way of... Not so much a sequel, but a spin-off. I think there's a way of having a spin-off that's a backdoor, you know, Hallmark Channel picks it up, Holiday Barbie, and, you know, Vanessa Hudgens playing whatever, whomever. I can't have the idea that once he, that every so often, like, a Barbie appears and disappears. Right, you know, I, I, I think that's the situation. But that being said, there is something beautiful about having a complete story and not milking the cow dry, and, like, I, that's where I feel with this one. Like, we have a complete story. There is resolution at the end like it did not feel like a franchise no like that's the thing it felt like they proved a point I think maybe Barbie yes. Mattel is slightly angry at that In a set, I think they're happy that basically they made their money back in one weekend well absolutely but that being said like you've got more toys Mattel yeah oh which actually brings us on to the next oh, question oh, really oh. beautifully oh my god oh, I, did, I did not mean to do that sorry so actually this question was submitted to us by a follower uh, oh, Rick okay. from the Queer Making Obvious podcast which is a show about growing up gay in the south oh sounds familiar yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he buzzed me today and said hey would you ask this question actually if anyone ever wants to message us and ask a question Please do. Please do, actually. Yeah, we yeah. love hearing from people. Yeah. Um, how does the latest Barbie movie change the landscape for the toy and IP brands and how they market to the gen pop generation? Well, I think that they can play off the nostalgia and run with it. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's the thing. Like, we we're sort of proving that with, I hate saying this, with Transformers, and now we've got Barbie. Like, what's another toy brand that you want to redo at this point? Like... I mean, for heaven's sakes, I don't think we're going to have, like, another Fast and the Furious franchise called Hot Wheels, but, I mean, we could. Well, the rumor is they're going to they're, they're gonna merge G.I. <laughs> Joe and Transformers for the next one, but I wasn't even oh, big on that. But, no, I think... I'll, I'll skip that. I think but they, I think it's a... I think they now have a formula going forward. Yeah, I think... Because, like, Turtles is coming out next month, which I'm excited yes. about. Apparently, it's got really good reviews. And I'm surprised you're excited about it because it's an animated film. I, I was in... My mum used to say that she could get a 20-minute catnap. Uh, at 4pm on the air um, but also it looked, apparently it's really well done I saw Spider-Man and it's, mm-hmm. it's got a cross universe feel oh, it definitely has a I high. think it's changed the way that they're going to look at brands because I think they've realised that not making a film that is basically a dramatisation of Barbie's life but actually making a film that is exploring people's emotional connection to a brand is going to change we're going to see a lot more meta style movies coming out now well the genius was that she wasn't a particular type of Barbie she was stereotypical Barbie yeah. so she could be any Barbie at any time so you're not hate watching a narrative like Dr. Barbie or you know something like that like it is by the way the me, Barbie, me, which we me love, Nia Daniel because it was the amazing comedian Harry Neff comedian comedy actor stunning we loved Harry Neff but that being said, like it's a yeah. Barbie with a narrative, so to speak. You know, it was it was well done. Yeah, but no, I think like I she think, transcended. Like I, I think said. it's going to change the. They're gonna they're gonna reanalyze how our generation are mm. absorbing culture. Yeah, and I think it's opened up doors. I'm gonna say this now. There's gonna be a lot of bad coming out. There's gonna be some crap because oh, they, because they do not get that they hired an indie film director to do this. 
But that's it. So I hope the lovely Rick that answers your question. But only time will tell on that one, I'm afraid. We have yeah. another one come up for you in a little bit. But that. So my own follow up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The old lady I mentioned, she was a costume designer and yes, Roth. we love her. Uh, did a bit of research. She's a five-time Oscar winner. She considers herself the oldest uh, costume designer in mm-hmm. the industry. And films of hers have included Midnight Cowboy, The English Patient, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and a little known very straight movie called nine to five well i love nine to five and i actually love my randy's black bottom like that i've is, not seen it yet i do need to catch it that one will also make you cry because that's chadwick isn't it yes yeah. that will also make you cry my final little observation before i move on to our final bit for this section uh-huh. is uh, mvp was the reference to uh, depressed barbie watching the bbc's pride and pressure <laughs> yes i did not feel seen i felt blown up on the supertron <laughs> Because how many times have we watched Pride and Prejudice, either that version or the Kieran Knightley yeah. one? Like, but that was that was really like a you know that you was knew your audience. Like yes. So I think finally, I think we can't really do this last section justice. And I'll uh, ask you about this: is uh, gay Barbie? Yes. Uh, because there was a lot of gay, and actually, there was a lot of gay. Uh, or as I like to say, is there such thing as a straight Ken? Lovely Rick. He's still cute, by the way. Um, and I said I can't call this or, or, or in in the words of our next topic, he's a cutie patootie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, have you guessed who we're talking about yet? Yes. Uh, so Rick actually has a question for us. How much of Barbie's box office was queer money? Oh, I would probably say probably half of it. And do you think a lot of the other money was a response to the queer reaction to it? So I don't know that it was a response to the queer reaction to it. Like if I'm thinking about the theater and who was with us when we were there it was very clearly gay men and women and women yeah it was 50 50 wasn't it right so i'm saying i don't think the women were there for a queer response i think the women were there for you know the nostalgia of they knew barbie but do you think we made it something oh absolutely we were on pink for heaven's sakes like i just wonder i wonder though whether or not like there was that we created the culture around it well I'm going to say this Ashley I sort of hate saying this but like with all the backlash from the right yeah I think the queers made it something we did you know like there there we go that's my blunt statement for the week <laughs> so then quickly moving on yes uh, what 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 was gay to you about Barbie uh, the beach off scene yeah I mean how was it not and then Alan in general the unsung hero of that film so do you know who was when she cast as Alan? I do know this, but tell me again. Jonathan Groff. Yeah, I like Michael Sarah better. But do you think it would have changed the, cult, the coding of Alan? So here's the thing. I think it would be better if Jonathan Groff was playing it because it's a queer actor playing yeah. a queer-coded character. However, Michael Sarah Did a well-good job. I own the role, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with this. The, the final things quickly because well, we do want to move on because we have one more topic for 10 minutes to do and then we've got to really finish this before an hour and 15 um, <laughs> the other gay hidden easter eggs really were uh, let's face it the Indigo Girls were the song sung by Barbie as she left Barbie Land closer to find fine fine and then on the soundtrack the official version of it is Brandy Carlisle duetting with her wife and we how many times did we play that last night? Three uh, how many times? times did we play it before recording this podcast? Oh, right, right. Uh, it was a Birkenstock used as the red pill. Right. It was perfection. Perfection. Uh, Sam Smith wrote Ken's theme. Not not the Ken's theme, but the 
I'm a man. So yeah. As they, they go back to Which is yeah. ironic. Which is ironic. Yeah. Ironic. And finally, there's multiple Wizard of Oz, like going like if you look. Oh at it, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yes, I can see that. And that kind of finishes my deep dive of Barbie. Well, I love that deep dive of Barbie. Right. Did I talk enough? Did I talk enough? You did. Okay. So we had a second topic, and we're going to do it. This might be a bit of a supersized episode, but we're going to do this in ten. Oh, we hit the, hit the hour mark. We're going to do this in in ten minutes. Yes, we hope. We hope we're going to do this in 10 minutes. Okay. So, I buzzed Daniel this week because we didn't think we'd have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I think you buzzed me like two weeks ago about said, this, actually. Yeah. I said, Daniel, I have a topic. Yes. And he went, oh, God, what now? Well, because I never know with him because sometimes it's just like, Max, this is so niche, even I don't get it. Or it's like, oh, yeah, I think people would like it, maybe. Or it's a great topic like today. So... We are at this topic, and we're going to do this now because we, we we keep we, we keep doing a deep hint at it. Daniel, yes, who is one Miss Rose O'Donnell, and what does she mean to you? She means everything to me. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, what, is, what is a kush ball? <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. That's what she throws at the audience. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I do remember the kush balls. Now I do remember the kush balls. So, uh, Rosie O'Donnell is probably my first interaction with approachable queer culture without realizing it at a very young age. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's my takeaway. So, you know, she had a... My first exposure for her, this is all caveat, because I've known her for her other work afterwards. Um, She hosted a television show uh, in the mid-90s to early 2000s. Yeah. And, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon... I'd be done with my homework. My mom would be like, you can watch television if you want to while we're making dinner. Like, you can watch some Rosie if you need to. Like, she didn't mind walking out of, like... Was your mom shocked that you were gay? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't believe so. I also had a gay uncle, so, you know. So, I knew Rosie O'Donnell. I knew of... She had a show, but we weren't. We didn't have it in England. No. And so I, but I've always known she had a legacy. And a while uh-huh. back, um, so Rose O'Donnell has a podcast that came out called Onwards, and I buzzed yes. Daniel, and I also buzzed the Hubs and said, "Hey, I'm having her new podcast." And these are actual messages I send to my friends and family. Yeah. Um, and and Hubs was like, "She has a podcast," and I'm like, "Yeah, of course she does. She's Rose O'Donnell." And I love it. So I said to Daniel, let's just have a deep dive discussion about Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. So we're doing it now. Doing it now. So. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell has long been seen as the coastal mother, not coastal grandmother. Coastal mother, yes. But how old was she when the show began? Um, so isn't she in her, she's 62 now, which means that she would have been our age now? In my throat. In June 1996, a 34 year old Rosie O'Donnell. She's my age! She's my age. <laughs> oh prem- god! Premiered her talk show. At the time, she was famous for a stand up, a league of her own, and controversially, the Flintstones. No, no, no. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to interject two other things that she was famous for by that point. Sleep was in Seattle. Yes. As the best friend who loved to have Which I've the, never seen. Who loved to have the naked dream. I love that love that scene. And Harriet the Spy. Okay. I'm gonna ask you this question. Yes. Why did she shift to talk shows? I don't know why she shifted to talk shows. You've actually said it. Did I? Yeah. 
Harriet the Spy. After Harriet the Spy, she noticed that her son was closer to the housekeeper than her and decided to find a way of earning money that would allow oh. her to have a more consistent role in her son's life. Oh, that makes sense. That's the reason why she but, mentioned Parker. But um, the reason... But oddly, I know Rosie through... I met her through the Flintstones. Because uh-huh. she could... The, the, um, the, 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 she did Betty. Betty. She did yeah, Betty yeah. Smile. Yeah. But I also had seen her... I've, I actually read Harriet the Spy uh-huh. before the film. Yeah, I think I did too. It's a good book. She's yeah. um, golly, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, actually Harriet the Spy, and she said, no, I want to transition. It's a bit like... Fair. You know, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. uh, why did you do Activity ad- Activ- Activia adverts? And uh-huh. she went, it gave me money to let me be the mother I wanted to be. Fair enough. Also, if anyone argues with Jamie Lee Curtis, I'd say I'd fight you, but she'll come for you first. Or as uh, I say, yeah. she'll, she'll break a wine bottle and come for you. <laughs> then she went to shift her priorities. So Daniel, follow up. Oh, Yes. What was it you loved most about this show? So why, I, did it get, so why did it get your attention above all others? So, I'm going to be very blunt. Uh, we were talking about this prior to the, us recording. Um, it was the alternative show. Yeah. As it was, and I do mean it was like family friendly, because it wasn't, you know, Mari Povich, and it wasn't Jerry Springer, and it wasn't Sir, you know, Sally Justice, Raphael, and it wasn't Oprah whenever she was talking about, you know, a sexual assault survivor. Like, it was a show that anyone could watch, anyone could approach it, and she had segments that were like, oh, we're going to have, like, a Broadway cast on, but then we're also going to interview an actor who is in a film, and then, oh my gosh, we're also going to have, like, jokes from kids that are from around the world and then we're also going to have the edible desk and we're going to have like different designs for the edible desk i remember like there was a 30-day theme in like a july of one year where it's like the edible desk and like every day the desk was made out of like rice krispie treats or like brownies or something like that like you know it was just it was so light-hearted and it was just like fun to watch it because she was also fun like that that's the thing with rosie like She's always fun. You know, that's what I remember most. Like, you could approach it and, like, sit with her for an hour. It's like, okay, I had my little shot of joy right now, and then there we go. So, actually, what's funny, Daniel, is that you have literally labeled everything I wanted to talk about. It's Um, literally everything I remember about Rosie, though. So, at a time, Rosie wanted to be the counteraction to a Mina, what was Mina Daytime TV, and it was mean. It was flat out disgusting sometimes. Like, I, and I remember, and it was. It, there, there was basically let's laugh at people with problems. Uh, yes, and it was just, it was, it was horrible. And like, she wasn't that. And it was, it was refreshing because she's like, okay, let's talk about she, you know your project. Well, like, she wanted to also be like, a, she was a late night TV show mm-hmm. in the day. Yes, and uh, people responded. She wanted to be the opposite of mean, and people responded really well to it I mean I responded quite well like I said my mom would be like you can watch some Rosie right now like there you go like she'd leave me alone do you know why you were able to watch Rosie well she came on at three or four o'clock do you know why she came up on at three o'clock in the afternoon because she was safe for kids to watch according to censors I'd imagine kids they found out she had a strong child interest Mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, broadcasters actually delayed the broadcast of the show because they realised that they would get a higher audience from kids if they made it that 
So I'm part of the phenomenon, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, she, they actually yeah. intentionally made it later than most daytime talk shows. Because when you said to me, and, and the hub said as well, I used to watch it, I'm like, wait, isn't she a daytime talk show? They made it later because they realised she was a crossover audience. So she, so I remember her literally playing opposite Oprah. So like, I'd be watching Rosie in the afternoon, mom would be like, the channel is set, you're watching the CBS, there we go. Like, yeah. So I totally get that. Like... Yeah. So, did you know famously that Barbara Streisand has a good side? She has a good side? Like, her, one side of her face is better than the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she says, yes. So, apparently, Rosie knew this, uh-huh. and they realised that the way that Barbara would be sitting would be her bad side. So, not only did Rosie flip the set, uh-huh. they flip, flipped it two weeks earlier, so no one would know it was done just for Barbara Streisand. I could see them doing that. Right. So we've gone through a lot. We're shooting through this. Yes. But I love it. So, Daniel, when you consider the other queen of nice was Ellen, what do you Mm. think it was like to work for Rosie? Well, I'm hoping it's a lot better than working for Ellen based on the stories that have come out. She had a lot of the same producers. Oh. But But. apparently she was known not as the queen of nice, but the queen of fair. Mm. Rosie was... I can appreciate fair. Said to be a tough cookie. And she is. She's Long Island. She's Long Island. She's Long Island, but she runs a tight ship. I'm not going to lie. There was a tight ship, but it was a fair ship. Yeah. She paid her staff unusually through some hiatuses. I I didn't know that. She extended out maternity leave. Yep. And she would make people work late, but apparently if you walked the next day, there'd be a bottle of champagne on your desk. Like, she... Like I said, Rosie is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so good. That, that's what I heard. So, final question. Uh-huh. We're discussing Rosie because she got a new podcast out. Check out yes. Onwards. It's very lovely. It's very mumsy. It's very mumsy. It's in the vein of Coastal Grandmas. Why do you think that even though she has had a career and she and she never says she did not have a career, mm-hmm. why do you think her legacy's died? Um... You know, I think part of it is, um, well, that's actually a good question, Max. I'm, I'm going to have to sit here and think for a minute. I think part of it has to deal with the fact of how outspoken she has been against. Because she did the view afterwards. She did the view afterwards. She had a guy at Tom Selleck as well on the Rosie show about gun control. Right. So I think part of it is like, she is so politically outspoken, which I love her for. Like she clashed with the members on the view, not once, but twice. Cause she was on there twice. I do remember that. Um, I think part of it is, you know, she will fight against 45 whenever he comes up. Well, he had a go at her. It was horrible what he said. Right. But then she would punch right back. So I think, you know, part of that has just been, like, the shift in the political environment, for lack of a better word. But that being said, like, she's such an amazing person. Like, you know, I think she's an example of, like, how to be a good individual because she's adopted five in kids yeah her mom died very young as well yeah, her mom died very young she adopted five kids like she's sort of the epitome of like doing good which i think is a great role model and i, I hate her and i hate the fact that she has sort of like waned a little bit but she her, her career is not she's not destitute and she 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 still has you know i saw she's far from it league you know? of league of their their own she was in the sequel series yeah. you know and she is in queer spoke but she, her legacy's been a little bit forgotten. I think people need to remember that she really was a trailblazer before. I mean, I know Ellen had done her coming out, and Rosie was not out. But didn't Rosie come out 
prior to the end of her. Yeah, but she also was very clearly queer. Oh, yes. She was very queerly queer. Yes. Other than the fact that she would have, like, I love Tom Cruise, like, that was her crush. And it was just like, oh, was it, honey, was it? Like, we don't understand. I still crush on Tom Cruise, and he's not my crush, but I crush. Well... You know, at that time, it was what it does. But that was our little deep dive on Rosie. Yeah. We can't really go into it. We just wanted to do a little deep dive. So people, go ahead and just check Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Please. Onward, onward the podcast. I mean, we've enjoyed Holland Taylor and uh, Chris and Chenoweth and uh, who else? Yeah. She had a lot of people. I went for her and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Well, that left me slightly gagged and gooped. And as we finish off the podcast... Yes. I, I wanted to bring this up because, you know, the, we're talking a lot about Barbie and what's the legacy next. Uh-huh. Apparently, um, this is legitimate. Oh, God. What's left me gagged and goop this week. Oh, God. They're doing a Polly Pocket film with Lily Collins, directed by Lena Dunham. No. Yeah. Why? Exactly. <laughs> and Daniel's word of the week... Why? What's <laughs> well, your word of the week? My word of the week is latibulate. Go for it. This came up four times on my social media this week. For some reason, it's from the 16th century, and it means to go and hide in the corner to escape reality. Latibulate. I'm <laughs> doing that right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I was just like, why and is next this on we- my feet? And next week, <laughs> so- the bitches the beards become the bitches at latibulate. All right, all right, all right. And I do believe also you have a petticoat lane for us. I'm so sorry, Matt. I don't remember what it was. Clearly, it was not important. I have so much to be bitchy about 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 everything and everyone. So I'm not going to do. We're not going to do a petticoat lane. Really, so, quite frankly, listeners, I'm that's so, sorry. so funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just done with people right now. I'm so exhausted. Oh, there you go. That's your petticoat lane. I'm exhausted. Yeah. On that note, Daniel, do you think we covered everything? Dear, we barely set the agenda. Or remembered our topics this week. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.